You are tuned in live to Coffee Goat Radio. Here, it's your boy Ab, one your favorite media producer. I'm here with Coffee Goat Radio. Stay tuned. Woo! We're here live with the one and only Ab One. Right, so yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Tell, tell us a little about yourself. What what got you into the whole media game and and all that? I used to do uh, I used to do music, and um, one one thing that I started doing when I was doing music is I started doing like these uh, videos. Nice. Doing like webcams and stuff was like really hot, like vlogging, like was in its infancy stage. It wasn't like um, World Star was just starting when they were actually doing hip hop and everything like mm-hmm. that. And I used to just do uh, videos, just like videos talking about random stuff. And then I started doing top tens. That's when everything started really taking off. Like my videos were going viral. Like. You gotta check this out right now. About the racial divide, as it is about the division within the actual Panthers. And I'm actually interested in trying and watching that documentary. I'm gonna see if I can find it. It might be on like one of these like random like third-party websites where my computer could potentially get a virus, but I think that's the risk I'm willing to take. Full review right now on YouTube. Go check that out. Have one. A hundred thousand views, three hundred thousand views, like, and then um, one of my videos. It was like the top ten worst singles mm. of the year. Nice. Uh, that got like three point five million views in like two and a half days. And we're talking about so, YouTube, right? Um, yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, nice. yeah. This is before Google bought YouTube and started changing the algorithm. Like, oh. YouTube was YouTube was crazy. Like people was putting like videos of them killing animals on YouTube. Like yeah, it was word. crazy. Like there was no filter. YouTube, YouTube back then was what World Star is now. Yeah, word, word. You know what I'm saying? So um, once all of that started happening, I was like, yo, you know what? Like I'm gonna just start doing this media thing. This video, well, at first I started doing video, but I really wasn't taking it seriously. I was doing them here and there, and I was still doing music. And while I was doing music, I was making like connections, meeting people, things like that. But um, I ended up going solo. I was in a group at the time, and then I said, you know, I'm gonna take this, I'm gonna take this media thing seriously. And um, a couple of things like transpired when I was an artist or whatever may have you. And I just realized like, yo, I can, I can just network better and get to where I need to be a lot faster doing video as opposed to doing music. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. right. that's what created me to, um, I started I started my own uh, media production company with my with my um, co-owner, Jen D. She's also a co-host on a TV show I have called The Cinematics. And you know what I mean? The rest is history. So from videos, how did you get into like actually filmmaking and what gave you the love for filmmaking and stuff? I've always been a film head. Well, they call it like, what it's called is like a cinephile. 
Um, those are people that pretty much like love movies, and I've always been it. Like music, movies, and basketball have always been my passion. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going into the NBA, so <laughs> <laughs> so it was always like, I mean, I wasn't going into the NBA. Music, I mean, I did a couple things in music, but the road just seemed, to, the journey just seemed to get longer and longer every year. So I said, you know what? Let me just um, let me see what I can do with this video thing because I just had like a knack for getting people engaged. And getting people to pay attention when I did video, um, but I've always I've always studied film. I always just watch movies and learn different things like how to produce films, what certain roles uh, do, and all of that. And um, it was just pretty much you know the natural progression. You start doing regular videos, and then you want to start doing films. Next thing you know, it's all right. Well, let's just do one, and you know one thing just led to another. Right. So I want to get into the, the short film errands. When you was making errands, okay. how did you like feel like? Did, were you ever in a place where you felt like you couldn't fit in, like the whole storyline, or like was, yeah, was that difficult yeah. for you? I, I definitely did. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you didn't cut me off. But like, how did that go about? Like, how how was you? Because when I watched it, I was like, it's like a short film, but it makes you want more. Like it ends on a like you know like a, a climax or like a it ends on a hook. I definitely appreciate you for checking it out, man. I might have the uh, cyber premiere for that coming soon. Um, so when I first uh, when I first came up with the idea for the film, it wasn't like I didn't just come around and be like, "Yo, I want to I want to do a film about this, that, and the third. And I don't want to give too much away because I just want people to watch it, especially because it's, it's only like five minutes long. Um, <laughs> yeah, word. Um, I came I came up with the idea because. Um, I was in a media media program. Shout out to my media coach, Fan Harris. He was just on the Shark Tank a few weeks ago. Mm. And um, we were talking about something. And she was like, yo, what, you should do a movie about this because it's so relatable. Everybody has to deal with this. And I said, you know what? I should. So I wrote this script. Um, I knew exactly who I wanted to play who. I knew exactly where I wanted to shoot it. But the issue was I wanted to, I wanted to keep the script short and engaging but mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted it to hit the point so at first the script was like eight pages and um, if people don't know uh, one page is typically one minute on screen so that would be eight minutes you oh know nice yeah it works. Um, but I was like you know what if I did eight minutes about this particular situation I feel like it would have dragged on a little too long so when we actually filmed it the film was actually like 11 minutes long and mm. I cut it down to five. Oh, for real? Damn, so what you had to yeah. cut out? What is some shit that we'll never know about? Yeah, it's like a lot. For the most part, it's just, you know, instead of like, you know, uh, the character Ivy, you know, crossing the street, having this particular dialogue, I would just cut out that particular dialogue and just have her going around the building. You know mm. what I mean? So it's not like there was a lot missing. Um, it's just, you know, the... the just for the sake of time constraints and keeping it short and keeping everybody engaged, like you're in and you're out, the movie hits, the movie does what it needs to do. I just cut some parts of the dialogue just to keep it going. So I know there's a part in the film where Catherine is talking about uh, her boyfriend, Nathan, and how she gets him mm-hmm. something and he like pretty much ghosts her. Mm, like when yeah. you watch the actual film, she doesn't even expand on that like a lot. Like the actual the original part, and I might release like a director's cut just so people people want to like see the actual di- the, the extra dialogue. But be she fun. like expands more on Nathan, more on her ex boyfriend, her boyfriend, and like how he was treating her. Yeah, it were. And um, 
so now talking about the era and talking about how like you love movies coming up and stuff, you also got into movie reviews. You know what I'm saying? Talk yeah, about your yeah. last your last two movie reviews this year. So my last one I just put out was for um, Judas and the Black Messiah, starring Daniel Kaluuya and, La- and Lakeith Stanfield. That's out right now. Make sure y'all go check that out. And the one before that was One Night in Miami about like you know Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, uh, Sam Cooke, and Jim Brown, and they're in a the room in Miami, whatever. So um, it's crazy because when I first started doing my when I first started my YouTube channel. Yeah, I, I wasn't doing reviews, bro. You know what I'm More? saying? Yeah, I, was just do, I did like the top 10 that I told you about. Mm-hmm. My first YouTube channel was strictly like all hip hop. You know what I mean? It was just nice. very music related. And That's how we all start, uh, man. We have, you said who? I said that's how we all start. It all starts from what we love and then we go and expand. Exactly, exactly. So it was that. And I had put out, um, I put out a video called like the top 10 uh, most overrated rappers or something at the time mm. and i'm not going to get too much into you know who said what or whatever may have you and who you made the what? top I'm list i'm gonna just i'm gonna who just made number one for overrated the most overrated you said say that again who made number one for the most overrated that year do you remember uh trinidad james oh yeah where you, you got that one was spot on trinidad, <laughs> trinidad, <laughs> trinidad james made the number one <laughs> And the video, the video was booming, bro. Like the video had like maybe like seven hundred and fifty thousand views mm. in like a day. Like they was booming. And um, I go on there one day. This is when I was. This is when I was partnered up with YouTube. Where you know you can get monetized or whatever. Yeah. So I'm looking at it like that. Like I'm about to get some money. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. Even though I just want everybody to know, even when you get when you partner up and you get paid from YouTube, it's not money that you like living off of. Like don't expect to quit your job because you're pulling in like hella views. There's a lot of things that go into that, like yeah, um, brand brand partnerships and all that kind of stuff. But I'm not gonna get into that. No, but, nah, anyway, but it's good for them to I'm know that though like, because they just see like yeah, the numbers and shit. Exactly. They like, oh, if I if I put up a video of me talking about celebrity gossip and I get a million views, I'm gonna become a millionaire overnight. And yeah, like, word. Nah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> not gonna happen. But um, so that video, you know, what I'm saying, I'm looking at it like, okay, bet, like, you know, I'm gonna get a little bit of something, even if I only got like ten dollars. Not saying that that's that's how much I was gonna get.